unintentionally finding ourselves last on our list, we had had enough. We decided no more countless sacrifices, no more getting lost in the busy. So now we grab our keys and go. Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Nat. And we have created this podcast because we believe it's time for women to take action. In here, we will lean into the funny side while we get curious about the possibilities of moving from mess to yes. Like a cozy couch conversation or a chat at the kitchen table with your girlfriends, we are in this together as we sidestep the clutter and give ourselves permission to move back up to the top of our list. So grab your keys and let's go. Hey, Mel. Oh, hi, Nat. Ah, my grab my keys and go moment. Let's share it, shall we? Um, (laughs) Well, you know what? I've been like really, I've got this like reading streak going at the moment, like no tomorrow. And I went to the bookshop today because after I finished every book, I go and get the next book. It's fun. I'm really enjoying this process, right? And because because I can do it however I want, I'm doing it however I want, right? So I finished book three. I'm in today to book four. And the lady says to me, Ah, oh, like you're going through these really quickly. And I yeah. go, yeah, I know. I don't know how because I'm running two businesses. I have a job. I've got two <laughs> kids, after school, <laughs> all yeah. the things. And I'm like, it, you know, again, it just dawned on me straight mm-hmm. away. Like mm-hmm. how is it that we just find time? Like everyone's uh-huh. got the same time. Yep. If we really love something, we yep. just find that time. Yep. And, man, I'm loving reading these books. So yep. it was, yeah, so that's, I'm on a reading streak. So that's my grab your keys and go moment, right? Because everywhere, oh, every fun. little bit that I've got, yeah. um, you know, that's I'm reading my book. Oh, <laughs> that is so fun. And then that you get to yeah. like go to the bookshop again and reward yourself I as well. I know, it's so cool. Yeah, that's really fun. Like I yeah. know what you're saying there because I get into streaks like that and then other times I can't figure out how to find the time again and then the momentum starts and then it kind of takes care of itself. Yes. So I think that's what's happening for you now. It's your go-to thing. That's right. Mm, so it that's is. really exciting. Yeah, what hmm. about yours? Mine, well, it's been school holidays here when we're recording hmm. this podcast. So hmm. I'll actually share a grab your keys and go with the kids because, you know, obviously we love spending time with our kids, especially on school holidays, but sometimes it's easier just to keep the kids and the play dates in the house at the local park. But I had this moment where I'm like, I was craving getting back to something I loved as a child, which was 10 pin Mm -hmm. bowling. Yes. And the reason why I'm sharing this is because it brought Mm. back my childhood and well, we actually went together, didn't we, Nat? And that we was did. so fun. We did. We took our kids. <laughs> but what was really cool about it was it just reminded me how fun it was. And I hadn't done it in like 25 years. So what, yeah. what sort of brought me to that is our boys had been asking about it for a while. And it was mm-hmm. kind of like we could have just come up with excuses of, yeah, that's a bit yeah. tricky. It's far away. It costs a bit of money. But really, yeah. in the end, we were just feeling into the fun of it and we just grabbed our keys and we went. It took a while to get there because we got stuck in traffic. But it was (laughs) we did. Yeah. But it was absolutely (laughs) worth it. And we had so much fun. There was like the disco lights going. Oh, and then the funniest part was, oh my goodness, Nat and I went onto a VR um 
oh virtual reality me. right afterwards and know <laughs> that that was definitely not something that I'll was repeat. not good <laughs> realize that we've got old like yeah yeah we so got funny. old yeah somewhere in between those few years we got old yes. and it was just like oh my god and we we're both feeling sick all afternoon <laughs> but it was just anyway, a really okay. fun moment because we made it happen it and we all went and had an awesome day it's going to create memories for a lifetime yeah. for the kids and yeah it made us feel like our inner child was back Oh, my God, it was so fun. It was so, so good. Fun. It was so good. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But we better get on to our episode for today. Yes. And it's a pretty pretty interesting and juicy one because what we have actually found is we have opened our expressions of interest for our March retreat because as well as doing our Grab Your Keys and Go podcast, we actually mm. offer beautiful retreats, which under our um, Soul Presence name, we have these amazing retreats. And we actually had one just a few weeks ago, a grab your keys and go weekend. And Mm. we actually thought about it and we knew that women were getting quite good at creating the time and the space to be able to make it happen for themselves. So there was a lot of conversation going on over the last few weeks about how to make that happen. But then what conversation come up was the whole, when you actually get to the event or you get to the thing that you're grabbing your keys and going to, sometimes we forget that we're not actually as prepared as we first thought. (laughs) And so things come up in that space, which is actually really interesting. So we wanted to share with you today a topic Mm. about, you know, safety, about how us as Mm. parents, we if we're going to something new or that's going to be a big growth thing, like, you know, a camp for a kid or a um, start of a school year for our, our children, we, we make mm. sure we prepare them in many ways. Like we prepare them with like what to expect and the knowledge. We prepare them yeah. with our emotional support around, you know, if feelings come up, what they can do in that space and what different feelings will feel like in their body. And we even come up with tools like ways that they communicate their needs and ways that they can, you know, have mantras and safety in what mm. what sayings they say to themselves. So we would actually love to share a few stories today. And Nat's got a beautiful lived experience around this. So mm. what comes up, the conversation today is, yes, we can, might be able to get to these things, but then <laughs> what comes up in the space and how do we actually go about the things that come up? Yeah. So now, beautiful story. (laughs) Absolutely. And I guess when we started talking about this, it was really funny because last night I actually, I was cleaning up um, during the school holidays, doing some cleaning, and I found my notes from my very first psychology appointment, right? My very first ever psychology appointment, which Mm -hmm. was actually at the age of, I think, 21 or something, 22. Yeah, wow. I can't do the maths right now, so (laughs) of the year. Um, and it, it brought back this thing around, like I, I was about to go, so I have, um, so I, I had, uh, an experience of doing anxiety for quite a lot of my life was probably around, you know, things that I've explored so far through this journey have been that it started around two and it's kind of been hanging out with me for, for quite a long time. Yeah. And so when I got to the age of, and so talking about this safety and going places and Mm. being in in new environments, right? Like when you do anxiety, like new environments just like totally freak you out, right? Like it's like the worst thing that you could do because it's not comfortable. It's not, um, it doesn't, you know, you're not, you don't really know like what the future holds that you don't know what's going to happen. 
And yeah. so it really sends you into a bit of a spin. I'm sure some people out there can relate, some women can relate to this, um, this story. And, you know, we can do anxiety for a, a long time or we could just have moments, mm-hmm. you know, where we're feeling a bit stressed and overwhelmed and, and anxiety comes into our life that yeah. way too. It doesn't always have to be a part of, you know, like, you know, lots of our life. So anyway, I went on a journey, but it was really cool to get those notes out because (laughs) what it helped me do, like I had to go somewhere and I was really stuck with, I don't know how I'm going to manage this situation. I really don't know how to do it. I need some help here. And so the note that I've got here, and it's like right beside me, (laughs) the first thing that she got me, well, the first thing she got me to do is just understand. um, And obviously this is not just about anxiety, but she got me to understand, you know, what it is and what's happening in the body, which I thought was really helpful for me. It's like, okay, it's not, you know, it's not a real, it's a perceived, obviously, in, in some cases, like in a lot of cases, it's a perceived thing that's yes. happening, a, yep. a perceived fear, and your body still mm. goes into that same response. So just to know that my body was, what it was doing was helpful because it meant I had a little bit more control over what was happening. It's like, oh, yeah. that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second thing um, was that she got me to write a list of 10 um, t- like a my zero to ten in how, where I feel okay. like what I feel anxious about. Yeah. So I had to go and write this. So it's a bit like a ladder, right? So the ten is like the thing that was like, oh, this is like the most scariest thing I feel like I'd be doing. Yeah. Um, and the ones are just really simple things. And and what she asked me to do was to do a lot of ones and a lot of twos, yeah. so that I could support my mer- nervous system to just understand that actually everything's okay. Um, yeah. As people might realise, uh, sometimes anxiety can be paired with like food stuff in mm-hmm, a way mm-hmm. because you don't feel very well mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're doing anxiety and so therefore you don't really want to eat. So mm. for me, I, it really became this thing where I started to pair those two together where I was feeling really anxious yeah, wow. and then it would be always those events where, you know, you'd have to go out for lunch, you'd have to go out for dinner and, and my worst yeah. thing and it was, you know, just again reading was like, you know, breakfast. It was uh-huh. like... Um, I'll just read a tiny little bit here. I, It's got the 28th yeah. of the 10th, 2002. <laughs> it's got here, I had my first visit to the counsellor. Um, and, of course, this is interesting words that we use, like to try and get rid of my anxiety, yes, right? Yes. So lots of different language things happening in there, <laughs> like when I was, <laughs> you know, early 20s. Um, and, you know, I was annoyed. I was annoyed at that. I was annoyed at being feeling like that. But then my next um, entry after I'd after I'd done that mm. and I'd been on my been on this experience, so that was the eighth of the eleventh, two thousand and two. So I did a little bit of work before I left. I said a very busy mm. week, recovering today. The experience that I had, it was finished, and I made it through. This is what I've got in my journal. Most trouble I had was in the morning before the day started. Once we got going, it was good. So it was kind of like, you know, it was like short and sweet, but I just, I just, um, and as I go back to that space, I'm like, wow, you know, and I've done so many different things between now, between then and now, obviously, because a journey is always a journey. Yeah. And, um, and I've found different ways to do things. And we'll talk a bit later about, Mm. you know, one of the ways that has really, really, really helped me a lot in that space. Um, and so, yeah, so it's not, I guess what we're saying today is it's not just people who do anxiety or, Mm -hmm. you know, like all the time or it's part of their life at the moment. Yeah. Um, but we know that it's often the anxious feeling that creates, you know, that, that a bit of unstable in us, Mm. a bit of, um, 
yeah. not sure about yeah, what's from going the to happen unknown. there. Yeah, but at the yeah, same time, it's like you're getting pulled to the experience. Still, it's not like you're yep. saying, nah, not even interested." It's like you were still really curious and wanted to actually go and experience the thing. You just uh-huh. had to kind of figure out how to do it. So yes. I suppose this happens a lot for both our children and us as adults. And the point Mm. of this podcast is to remind us that we do the preparation and we help our children and support our children through that. But how much do we actually stop before we're about to go and do something that we want to do that we might feel a little bit uncomfortable or unsafe in to actually prepare ourselves, which really like we need to be able to do that for ourselves before we can really do that well for our children as well, because we're setting the examples for them. So I love so much about what you shared because it was really like you said, okay, I did the experience Mm -hmm. and you were really, you know, proud and happy that you were able to do that. And that Mm -hmm. just sets yourself up for more of those. You go, the the trust comes in because, you know, okay, I've done it once. I've done it twice. I know I know I can do this. Yeah. And I suppose in our children that happens too. Like without the experiences, the trust never grows. So Yeah, that's right. You know, we want to be able to encourage our children. And it's really quite raw for me at the moment because I've actually got Mm. my my son who's eleven off at a um a scout camp at the moment and it's an it's a five dayer and he's been great with two or three nighters locally. This mm. one's put him in a spin. We're getting, um, you know, the emails, the messages off the off the leader, saying that yeah. he's not doing too well and he's getting really homesick. And it's 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 actually um, interesting because I'm going through all the feelings as a parent, and I know that he's safe, and I know that he's in mm. a in a great space with supportive people, and I know yeah, that we've right. had the conversations to set him up that he knows that the feelings might come up and what to do about them and how mm-hmm. to you know, how to feel about it all. And I I trust that he's got within him what he needs to get through this. But wow, it's a really interesting situation to be in as a parent, knowing that he doesn't actually want to come home. He's just really struggling emotionally with it. So it's... Yeah, sometimes when it takes over your body, like I I often, what I often learned was once that once it's kind of in, before I found breath work, like once it was in action, it was actually pretty difficult. It felt very challenging to pull back. I actually had to kind of ride it. And there was a lot of places like when I'm out and about, Mm -hmm. which obviously creates, you know, can create more anxiety for people when I'm out and about and I'm having this, um, this things happening to my body and I'm just like starting to, you know, not really be present and in the space. It takes all Um, of you. And it's just, yeah. And you have to ride it. But I think what we spoke about before too, is like, it, it was getting vulnerable with myself. Like it was actually sitting in that. But the reason I went to the, the psychologist in, in the first place was I had to acknowledge that something was happening here. Yeah. No, it took me a little while, but I had to acknowledge that something was happening here to me and it wasn't something that was feeling good yeah. or letting me do the things that I wanted to do. Yes. So then I had to fight, start to find ways and even yeah. if that wasn't the way that actually ended up helping me the mm-hmm. most, it was still a start of the journey. And I think what yeah. we you know, want to say to people in here is that the important thing is to find what works, like what yeah. works for you. Yeah. Like what's what something, helps. like how do you feel safe and then, as you learn how to do that for yourself, you get to build, like we've been talking yeah. about, build trust with yourself. And that's yeah. really, you know, what I did when I come back. I'd make sure I'd celebrate it. I'd make sure I'd high five people. I yeah. make sure it's I beautiful. said it. But seriously, you got to get, like, you got to get a bit nitty gritty with yourself to yeah. do that. Like, you actually have to 
expose, I yeah. suppose, like what's happening inside that like people would never, like people I meet would never say to me, yeah. wow, you've got anxiety. Yes. Not that I would want them to say it in that way anyway, using that language. But yeah. Um, but people wouldn't say that to me because it's so well hidden. But mm-hmm, actually that mm-hmm. that doesn't work. Yeah. In the end. Wow. It is it is such a big topic to delve into. So we're only like, yeah. you know, the surface today. But I'm yeah. sure we're going to go into many more conversations about <laughs> this. But really, like it is just so beautiful because these journeys that you've taken yourself on because you've pushed a little bit more, you're here mm. today helping others be able to understand that. And your life has been full of so many beautiful growth experiences because you never let that stop you so I suppose you know in that when things are calling you but sometimes Mm. they feel a little bit uncomfortable it is worth actually digging into and actually working out what it is that you need in that moment to get you there and get you through and we had a few um, amazing stories shared just at our retreat that we um we actually recorded a podcast and it was our special edition one. And it was sharing a few stories around like two of the women's stories about how, you know, one actually used to feel quite uncomfortable in moments of silence, especially mm. around people that they didn't know. But mm-hmm. um, she said that like once being in a safe space where that was okay and that was all part of um the experience, it didn't feel uncomfortable anymore. And another one was, you know, sharing things can feel hard sometimes or conversations can feel hard, but in a safe space where it's supported and there's no judgment, all of a sudden the things that once felt hard don't feel hard anymore. So it's about finding situations and experiences that actually support us in what we you know, mm. want to experience about ourselves. So if we're finding that's safe why retreat spaces, is so important. Yeah, and that's are, why we set that up. Yeah, retreats retreat. are exactly that mm. space, like that space mm. for you to really get curious about yourself and figure mm. out what what does make you uncomfortable, but being okay with, you yeah. know, looking into that a little bit deeper. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just incredible. So, and Mel and I put a little like we because we're in this space because we understand like what can mm. what can happen when you walk into new places is. Part of our, you know, lead up to retreat is actually a, there's a questionnaire that asks people, like, what do we need to know about yeah. you? Like, what will help you be in this space? Like, mm-hmm. let us know. And then we've had that, we've had that feedback yeah. from, you know, our last retreat that people actually really appreciated that because, yeah. again, but it was vulnerable because if we don't share that, yep. you know, if we don't share that information and yeah. just know that this is where we're at mm. in our journey right now, yep. we just share it, then we don't actually get what we need from yeah. that space either yeah we don't get to be supported in that space because we haven't actually been open in what we need support with so it is really just about getting clear brave communicating it clearly what it is that we need and what we're feeling and we're going to end it on that but we we do actually Mm. have like a little tip to end it on because one thing that we've found one thing that's really helping my son at the moment and one thing that's definitely helped Nat get through a lot of her experiences is simply just a supportive saying and this is how you know even just this can be one really great tip like so for one that or my son he's gone away Mm -hmm. and he's he's chose to um, use the saying I am safe Mm -hmm. here so each time he doesn't feel safe if he says that he does remember that he is in a safe space with supportive people and that will get him through it and then what was yours Nat? Um, yeah. But yeah, I I went to the the I did a, yours. a few sessions with the hypnotherapist um, locally here, which she's amazing. 
And one of the things that came out of one of my sessions was I am welcome here. Uh, Even now today, I can still feel a full body reaction. And really when we're writing out a mantra like that, or we're writing out a a beautiful supportive sentence like that, we want our body to have like a physical reaction because Mm -hmm. really it's about it's, it's holding but mm-hmm. when we get to do some kind of mantra like that, it's just like we get to relax. And yeah. so it's it's just finding the sentence that really allows your mm-hmm. body to feel safe a hundred percent. Yeah. It's just beautiful. And you just keep repeating it and and yeah. then and and you know, continue Absolutely. to build trust. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful, powerful, so and yeah, so helpful. So good. Thanks, Mel. beautiful conversation we just want to talk for hours and hours yes Um, but we'll leave it there today um for this session and yep we'll definitely be back with this one again um, for sure I think yeah absolutely (laughs) so until our next chat have fun noticing the possibilities as you grab your keys and go come and have some fun with us subscribe to grab your keys and go podcast now wherever you get your podcasts and let's go from mess to yes